Welcome to Simon Says Educate. I'm Simon, your AI host, and I'm here to guide you through the exciting world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. Together with my human co-hosts, we'll explore the latest trends and best practices in education, bringing you a fresh and engaging perspective on what's happening in classrooms and beyond. Each week, we'll dive deep into the issues that matter most to our community, interviewing faculty members, students, and other thought leaders in the field. We'll discuss everything from the newest teaching strategies and classroom technologies, to the challenges and opportunities of online learning, and the impact of education on students' lives and careers. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired and informed as we embark on this educational journey together. Welcome to Simon Says Educate. Hello everyone and welcome back to Simon Says Educate. My name is Ronald Lefko and I'm a member of the Teaching and Learning Center at Clover Park Technical College. And today is a special episode because we haven't been able to have a full team podcast in a while. But today we have Jeff Kane and Kristen Copeland. Hi everybody. Glad to see us all back together. And what the topic today? Well, last time we were together... I think we were talking about in-service day and previous to that we had talked about our plan for the professional development tracks so this is an update podcast about our plan for our professional development track realignment we did have a plan and yes uh as kristen said we're changing it a bit to reflect what we heard from faculty and what we thought might be a solution to some of the problems that we've been facing with the professional development tracks. I think that this is going to be our fourth episode of the podcast talking about professional development and the fact that we've consistently put out a newsletter talking about professional development. I think that sets us up for being successful. And the reason why I think we're changing is because we've built up these paths of communication not just with the podcast and the newsletter, but with the relationships we have with faculty through our committees and and just the everyday talking to people. So I think this is all good news. I just wanted to acknowledge at the beginning that I don't like change. I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people like change, but I am particularly resistant to change when I feel like I've given a plan and then I feel like I have to roll it back. So there has to be a very good reason (laughs) why I would buy into a change this large. And knowing that I try to make things as clear and transparent as possible for faculty, they don't have time to read between the lines. So I try to be very clear. And I think that this podcast is definitely an addition to all of the other communication that we're trying to have with our Zoom meeting and then also our event on Valentine's Day that we're having in the Teaching and Learning Center to just keep talking to faculty about why we're doing this and why we're shifting. So, Ronald, I think I'd rather you maybe frame what we're doing and how we're moving forward since you came to me with this idea. Sure. So first of all, we had a plan last year and we came together and uh, it was a continuation of what you all had been working on with the professional development the previous year. And I kind of jumped in on the team and we decided to 
keep this plan of having four different tracks where faculty can choose which skill they want to focus on during the year, and then they can kind of do as much professional development as they can so that they can get, if they're going for the increment, they can get, you know, enough training in that pedagogical concept. And so we made the four tracks. One of the things that we wanted to improve upon the the previous year is we really wanted to focus on community because, I mean, we're trying to make a community of care at Clover Park. And so, as Kristen was saying with the events, we're trying to show that we care about the faculty and we believe that it's better to go through professional development in a cohort with a team as opposed to going at it alone. And so we made these gamified teams and this gamified story of climbing up a mountain and working together to get to the top. And everything seemed like it was going well, especially after the the base camp module. I'm sure everyone's familiar with that, where we put everybody in the college together and then we had them complete almost like micro two-week modules on diversity, equity, and inclusion, observations, and syllabus. And the turnout for that was pretty good. But one of the things that we started to notice, even with base camp, was faculty finding it difficult to find the time to complete the professional development. But when we rolled out the paths and the faculty started their new year in the fall, we found that there wasn't as much engagement with the courses as we were expecting or hoped for. And we had our faculty leads go in and, and try to meet with the faculty. And we had in-service day, which was a big chance for anyone who wasn't part of a team to join a team and you know talk about the paths and kind of lay everything out. And I think it was in the winter time where we really took stock and, and looked at how many people were doing it. And we reached out to the people who hadn't done any of the training yet. And so we wanted to know like what, what the issue was and what we could do to assist because we believe that the, the training is important. It's really good content to help develop everyone as an instructor. And the main reason that we didn't have a lot of compliance was due to time. So it wasn't the course. Everyone seemed like they were interested and like the people that were in there, they enjoyed it. They felt like they learned a lot, but the other people that weren't in there just didn't take the time to go in and, and check it out. So I'm confident that the modules are, are sound. The lessons that can be learned are great but we're still trying to figure out a way to make the professional development seem worth it. Yeah. I was, I've been thinking about this a lot and trying to think back to experiences where I've really known something was valuable, understood its importance, but just not done it. So thinking about reading. So I thought about the fact that I, I love book clubs. I'm in an online book club. I'm in an in-person book club. I'm always in our EDI book club that we have here at the college. And all of the topics of those different book clubs, I'm very interested in. One has to do with government, one has to do with EDI, one is just for fun. But sometimes I don't finish the books. And I was trying to think about what's the difference between I'm interested in all these things, why am I finishing the books always in this book club, but not in this one? 
and in this one I am. And I think for me, the the EDI book club meets in person and they meet weekly. And so that was very, it's like, oh, I got to be ready because I want to be able to contribute to the conversation in this in-person book club. It doesn't change my interest in the topic. I'm still interested in the topic, whether I am at the book club or not, or read the chapter or not. But the impetus to actually complete the work is more because I want to be able to engage with those around me. So in the online book club, if I know I'm not going to be able to attend the Zoom, there isn't the pressure of, oh, I'm not going to understand what people are talking about, or I'm not going to be able to connect. It doesn't mean I'm any less interested in the book or that I don't want to actually read it, but there isn't that and pressure is probably the wrong word, but that excitement or that passion to engage with the material at that moment. So I was trying to apply that a little bit maybe to what might be happening with our faculty that it doesn't mean that they're not interested in what we're offering because they are. We know they are because these are topics they've asked for that we've heard they need that's been shown as a gap in their data and in their action plan that they want to address And so for me, it was drilling down to what have we not done for the faculty that would help them have check-ins or help them have that, that different impetus. There's a piece of that that we were missing that I think we've tried to course correct with this new design. So for us, we're trying to put in not just check-ins where it's something on your calendar, but where people are actually potentially physically here with us working through the material together and learning in in collaboration. That's what we want our students to do. So we're going to practice that together. The other piece of going down to two tracks is important to talk about. So we're keeping the cornerstone track, which is the cornerstone of college instruction. So we tend to ask faculty who are newer to the institution to join that track. And we're keeping that. And I I think we'll always keep that because that's something that's attached to our future peer support slash mentoring network that we're developing. But Ronald, this idea that you had for merging the other three into one for the rest of this year was driven by what we were just talking about with the time and the energy around it. But it also was because of the topic, right? Maybe we can defer to Jeff for this one. Generative AI is in high demand. People are really interested in it. Mm -hmm. And the way that we can use generative AI on campus can cover a lot of what we were doing in the other tracks. For instance, when somebody is working on things like outcomes and assessment in their course, well, one of the tools you can use to analyze the outcomes of your course is through generative AI. If you're looking to create assessments that line up with those outcomes, that again is something that you can push through generative AI and get about anywhere between you know, 80 and 95% correct uh, responses back that you can actually build into your curriculum. It's getting better on working on things like even EDI. But because time is one of the central questions around professional development, it just makes sense to offer a pathway that can help faculty save time. Um, yeah, that's and, a good point. 
Yeah. That's one of the things I think that faculty are most excited about is being able to use tools that allow them to, to save time. That's why automatically graded quizzes in Canvas was such a big deal or automatically graded quizzes in any LMS was such a big deal because uh, grading was such a burden. Being able to use the speed grader for things like essays was very helpful. And so it's those kinds of things and tools within the speed grader, including making voice or video annotations on a document as part of your feedback. Those are all very powerful things. And I think that generative AI is quite possibly going to be as, as powerful as those tools. And my examples are also advertisements for things that we're still doing in Cornerstones. So if somebody is listening to this podcast and wants to learn about how to better use the tools that they're already using to go ahead and go ahead and contact us and to have those conversations. I was also going to note that I think understanding that our mission at Clover Park is educating tomorrow's workforce. I think it's become even more apparent that this is something we need to all focus on, given that we're hearing that in industry interviews, students are being asked about generative AI and their experiences with it. And so if we're not offering a collective experience with generative AI to our faculty, then we can't expect for them to transfer knowledge and to facilitate learning around generative AI if we haven't provided anything for them. So I think for me, that is kind of the selling point for us trying to filter everyone into this and training them and giving them the resources to use generative AI ethically, responsibly, reasonably, and understand how it works. So then they can facilitate that type of learning in their classrooms. And when their students go to get employed, they're able to say, yes, I was exposed to this in my course, or I understand how it works. We used it for a couple of assignments, or we didn't use it because of these ethical implications, but at least they know what it is, how it works, when and where they may use it, and have a little bit of experience with it reasonably for the amount of time that it's been available to the general public. And I think we want to make sure that we're giving the professional development that faculty need that maybe they aren't even yet aware that they need. I think that it's our responsibility to be on the forefront of research with best practices in education, to know when we need to bring those things to better the educational environment so we can help guide faculty in that way. But we also want to note we've had lots of faculty ask us about this, so much so that I feel like our AI task force is one of the most well-attended committee slash task forces that we've seen in a long time because faculty are interested, concerned. There's lots of adjectives we could use, but it is a topic that we do need to move forward in and provide that for our faculty so that they can then provide things for their students. I mean, obviously, that's why we provide everything that we do at Clover Park. And like Ronald said, we're really trying to align what we do. And and it is well aligned, but really show and be explicit in our alignment with the college's strategic goals. And the first strategic goal is community of care. 
And so the way we're aligning this pathway now to have regular community meetings together to work on collective learning of these things is really to align to multiple strategic goals on our college plan. So for me, this is just a multi-layered reason why we're moving in this direction. I hope faculty feel supported in it. And I hope that they understand that we're here to serve them. We're here to do whatever we can to make their experience good so that then they can carry that over into their classroom. Yeah, I agree with everything you had to say. And I'm excited. The new courses should be open and you should be enrolled. If you're on the Cornerstones track, then we will add you from the previous from the previous course the cornerstones of college instruction. The new course is called Foundations of Teaching, and it kind of stacks upon the initial teaching practices that we go over in cornerstones and then really goes into methods and, and research and using that to really take your teaching to the next level. Everyone should be in the generative AI course. And if you're listening to it this week, the first week of February, that will be your week zero to go in and kind of explore and see what it's all about. The first couple modules are about information and kind of an introduction to generative AI and some of the ethical concerns. But then starting on level 18, which is the the third week of the course, we're just going to get right in there and and get into ChatGPT. We're going to look at Bing. We're going to look at Cloud. And every time we we meet, we're going to actually be in there in those generative AI tools trying to figure out how to get the best result and how we can use it to help us save time. So if you feel like you don't have a lot of time to do professional development, come every week. And if you can't make it virtually, come in person. Uh, If you can't make it to either of those, we're going to record everything so that uh, you can access it and kind of go at your own pace if you'd like. And hopefully, if everything goes to plan, then by the end of the course, you'll have a portfolio of different AI-created artifacts that you hopefully will be able to use in your classroom right away. So I'm excited. It's finally that time. I know that a lot of people have been waiting for this, and I hope everybody enjoys it. I want to thank everybody for listening to Simon Says Educate, and we'll see you all next time. And that wraps up another insightful episode of Simon Says Educate. Thank you for joining us today as we delved into the fascinating world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights to inspire your own educational journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Remember to join us again next week as we continue to explore innovative strategies and share inspiring stories from the CPTC community. Until then, I'm Simon, your AI host, reminding you to never stop learning and growing. Take care, and see you next time on Simon Says Educate.